we're going to read John 21, and we're going to start at verse 1. I'm going to read through verse 14, and um, I just think the Lord has a <laughs> has a word for us, so let's go further. Let's go further in this uh, series. I want to get out. Let's pray together right here. Father, we thank you for your presence that we sense so greatly. Thank you, Lord, for showing us, just like you did with the children of Israel, and you, even in uncertain times, and times of plague, and sickness, and calamity, and pandemic, and pandemonium, that you are still with us. Lord Jesus, you told us that you'd never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for being in our midst. Your word teaches us that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being here, Lord. So, Lord, I pray today that you would open our hearts, not just our hearts, open our minds to receive a perspective change from your word. So I pray today that you'll think through my mind speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are John chapter 21. We're going to start at verse 1. I'm reading from the Message Bible this morning. So here's what it reads. After this, Jesus appeared again to the disciples, this time at the Tiberias Sea, the Sea of Galilee. This is how he did it. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed Twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the brothers Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter announced, I'm going fishing. The rest of them replied, we're going with you. Then they went out and got in the boat. They caught nothing that night. When the sun came up, Jesus was standing on the beach, but they didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to them. Good morning. Did you catch any breakfast? They answered, no. He said, throw the net off the right side of the boat and see what happens. They did what he said. All of a sudden, there were so many fish in it, they weren't strong enough to pull it in. <laughs> the disciple said, the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the master. The, today's translation would be, look at God. <laughs> That's what today's translation would be. Then Peter realized that it was the master he threw on some clothes, for he was stripped for work, and dove into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they weren't far from land, a hundred yards or so, pulling along the net of fish. When they got out of the boat, they saw fire laid with fish and bread cooking on it. Jesus said, bring some of the fish you've caught. Simon Peter joined them and pulled the net to shore. 153 big fish and even with all those fish the net didn't rip 
Jesus says, breakfast is ready. Not one of them dared to ask, who are you? They knew it was the master. Then Jesus took the bread and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus had shown himself alive to the disciples since being raised from the dead. So far, our scripture reading this morning, I want to talk to you from this thought. Here it is. Same, but different. Same, but different. So last week in our Easter message, we uh, I started it off with this introduction that talked about the fact that Jesus is our master teacher, that Jesus is uh, always teaching. And I kind of laid out how he uh, did some teaching from his uh, ministry, life and ministry, but also I spent some time dealing with how in the passion, in the death, burial and resurrection, in the last supper, how he was teaching us all the way through that. So I don't want to start, I don't want to go back over that because today I want to push forward a little bit more in the fact that he is the great teacher. And um, if, if you didn't hear that, go back and, and hear that and let that intro serve for today. So I want to start here today. So this week or last week, however we look at that a few days ago, the White House has laid out a plan, a phase, a plan for being released and what we're calling opening the country. All right. Um, they open it outside up again. The kids used to be, I want to go outside. Outside is closed. So we are now opening outside up and in phases. And so there is this desire to get back to normalcy. Um, some are protesting around the country because they don't like the restrictions and everybody wants to get back to normal. And I get it. I mean, there's some who cannot work and they need income. And some of our systems, our governmental systems have not been structured to handle this. So we are pressed to get back in. So let, let me let me warn you in that this message is, is quite prophetic and I want you to hear it through those lenses. I want you to draw out of it uh, with the straw of prophecy, understanding that there, there's just some stuff that I am sensing in my heart about all of this, and I have been for several weeks. And so I, I really sense the Lord saying to us that when this is over, when we come out, when we go back, we'll go back to doing the same things, but we need to do them in a different way. All right. So Jesus kind of teaches us this in... Um, when he comes out of the tomb, okay, Jesus teaches us what is known as a paradigm shift. So a paradigm is the way you see a thing. A paradigm shift is seeing the same thing a different way. So when Jesus comes out of the tomb, he teaches us this. Now, Jesus is, in my book, when I read him, he is the master of nonverbal cues. So as believers, we have to listen to him for not only what he says, but you also got to listen to Jesus for what he doesn't say. All right. Habakkuk said it this way. Habakkuk says, I will stand the rampart. I was, I will stand on my, stand on my watch on the rampart. He said this, and I will watch to see what he says to me because sometimes God responds 
in a nonverbal way. And we got to be uh, discerning. I told you that earlier in this series that we have to be discerning. And so God speaks without speaking sometimes. So Jesus does this. He teaches us a paradigm shift in this nonverbal way. So let, let's, let's step into the text a little bit and let's find out what he does. When Jesus comes out of the tomb, all right, we read last week that the disciples rushed in and they see the linen cloths and the, the headband and everything laying there. And the Bible says that they leave and go home and Mary is standing at the mouth of the tomb. She's still looking in. Jesus is not there. She's crying. She's, she now sees um, angels. This is parenthetical, and I'm not even going to touch this. I'm amazed at the fact that the disciples didn't see the angels, but Mary did. The brothers didn't see what the woman got a chance to see. That could be a discerning thing. I, I won't touch it right now. So anyway, so Jesus comes up behind her. And she is crying and he says, hey, what's, what's wrong with you? And she goes through everything and then she realizes it's Jesus. And so he says, hey, don't hug me. You don't touch me because I'm not ascended to my father yet. So Jesus makes some transitions. Uh, he comes out of the tomb differently, but he does do some of the same things he used to do before he went in the tomb. All right. But he does them differently. I'm talking about same but different. And if you hear me in this message right here, all of your tomorrows are going to be different. All of this, you know, I can't wait till we get back to what it used to be. If you hear me in this message, you'll never see what used to be the same. Watch, watch what Jesus says here. Or what happens rather in John chapter 20, verse 19. Watch. Then the same day, and this is the day of Easter or, or resurrection. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, peace be with you. All right, let's, that was verse 19. Let's move a little bit further in verse 26. Watch it. And it says, and after... Eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace, be still. Jesus, what are you teaching? Watch. So Jesus is doing the same thing, but different. Well, what is he doing? Same thing. He is meeting with his disciples. As we go through the, his whole life in ministry, the whole three years of his ministry on earth, he met with his disciples often. But what did he do different here? The text says they were in the room with the door locked. And he says, I'm going to still meet with you. That's what I used to do. But I'm getting ready to show up in a different way because the text says the doors were locked and he walked through the walls and stepped in to talk to them. Both of those times, the doors were shut. He didn't have to knock. He didn't turn the knob. He walked through the walls. He was doing the same thing he used to do, but in a different way. Jesus is teaching us here in a nonverbal cue that says, when you come out of this, when you come out of what you've been in, there's some stuff that you're going to do that's the same routines. You got to go to work. You may drive the same way, but there's some stuff that you're going to have to do different. 
If you feeling me right here, somebody click thumbs up, heart, something. Let me know that you feeling this. <coughs> Same, but different. Listen, you got to be careful that you don't step into a routine that God is asking you to change. Same, but different. So watch, Let, let's jump into our text today, lest I go too long. So in our text today, life has changed for the disciples. All right, they have Jesus kind of interrupted their lives while they were fishing. Some of them were fishing. Some of them were doing their jobs, whatever they were doing. He interrupts their lives. And now that he is gone, Peter's like, I, my, what do I do when I have been released from the interruption? What do I do when the thing that kind of paused my life as I knew it is now gone? So obviously the disciples asked him, hey, Peter, what, what you going to do? Peter says, um, I'm, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to do what I used to do before I met Jesus. It is the place where I'm most comfortable. It is the place where I've had success. So I'm getting ready to go do what I used to do. I'm going fishing. All right. Be careful in doing what you think is the right thing when it comes to doing what you've always done. Okay. So the guy says, we going with you, Peter. And the text quickly says they get in a boat, they fish all night and they catch nothing. What you may find in doing what you used to do, the way you used to do it, you may find coming out of this season of quarantine that it will uh, prove to be unfruitful for you. I'm just, I'm just looking in the text because Peter was a fisherman. That's how he made a living. He was a professional fisherman. But when he stepped back into what he used to do, he did not have the outcome that he thought he was going to have. Are y'all with me? Y'all got me preaching for real today. I'm supposed to be on chill. Okay, watch. So now, if that is the case, Pastor, if I am, <clears throat> if what I used to do can prove to be unfruitful for me, how do I manage this thing? How do I do same but different? I'm getting ready to tell you real quick. How do I do same but different? Here it is. Number one, you need to get God's strategy. That's number one. Get God's strategy. Verse six in chapter 21. Here, here's what happens. All night they fished because the custom then was for the professional fish, fishermen who didn't fish for sport. They fished to live. They would fish at night. All night long, Peter and them would fish. All right. The text says that when the sun came up, they were done fishing. And if you read in other texts, you'll find when they're done fishing, they wash their nets. When the sun comes up, Jesus is standing on the beach asking what most people ask. Did y'all catch anything? Did y'all catch in this translation? Did y'all catch any breakfast? They said no. Here's what Jesus says to them. All right. Jesus says, throw your net off the right side of the boat and see what happens. All right. 
So, so what's the outcome? Outcome here is, and suddenly, the text says, and suddenly, there were so many fish in the net that they didn't have enough strength to pull it in. Okay, so, so watch this. In order for me to get God's strategy, I got to open my mind up to this same but different. So what is different? Peter went back fishing. What's different? Well, now Jesus is telling him to fish in the morning. The sun just came up. So let me say this to you. I sense by the Holy Spirit that God is allowing a new dawning to come upon your life, to come upon your businesses, to come upon everything you touch. There's going to be a fresh anointing and a new release. So you got to be willing to do uh, the same thing, but in a different way. Do what you haven't done before. Peter and them fish at night. Jesus says, I want you to fish in the morning. <laughs> when the sun has come up, it's morning. Here's the next thing he says. I want you to fish off the right side of the boat. What? This is suggesting that they fished off the left side of the boat. And Jesus says, I want you to do something different. Trust me. Try the other side of the boat, and here's the line, and see what happens. Okay? Watch. So, so what Jesus is saying here is I want to open up your perspective. I want to widen your perspective, and I want to increase your options. Because you thought you could just fish on the left side of the boat. Jesus says, I'm about to cause you to see things differently and open up your options. You're going to be able to fish on the right side, on the front, and on the back. And where you thought you were just pigeonholed into doing it one way, you are now getting new options. God is releasing new options, fresh thought. That's why you just can't sit in the house and do nothing. That's why you just can't veg out on TV because options are coming. God is going to show you how to do the stuff you've been doing in a different way. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to me? I mean, are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Because I'm saying it to me too. I really sense this thing in my heart. So listen, here's another thing I like in this text. What I see here is that it's God's strategy, but it's your talent. Peter was a professional fisherman, so he didn't have to do anything that he couldn't do. He just needed to be open enough to do it differently. Come on. Come on, hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying right here. It's your talent. It's God's strategy. Here's what, here's what the uh, proverb says. Proverb says, many are the plans of a man's heart but it is the purpose of God that will prevail. I've been teaching this for the past few years and I want you to really hear this. Everybody's running after um, my purpose, my purpose, my purpose. I got to find my purpose. I believe, here's my thought on this. My thought on this is not your purpose. Based on the text I just quoted, it's not your purpose. It's God's purpose, but it's your gifting. It's your talent. And so when your gifting and your talent and your know-how and your work and your skill marries with God's strategy, God's plan, God's purpose, success is inevitable. Let's let that breathe a minute. Success is inevitable. So it's God's strategy, your talent, your gift. You got it? Number one, you got to get God's strategy. I got to move. Number two, how do I do same but different? You got to approach it. Here it is. Expecting uncommon results. Uncommon results. All right. Watch it. Verse six says this. He said to them, uh, throw it on the other side. 
okay, on the left side of the boat, see what happens. They did it, and the text says, all of a sudden, there were so many fish. All of a sudden, there were so many fish. What normally would take them all night is now taking them momentary. It's just moments. In moments, they have so many fish that they couldn't even pull it in. But that's because they were willing to be open and do the same thing in a different way. And when you do that, you can expect uncommon results. Are y'all with me? Fast. Uh-oh. Listen. I sense by the Holy Ghost that acceleration is coming. You've been working for many years for some stuff, and you keep feeling like that you should be further along. And what I'm saying to you is this is the season that when you go back to it and view it from a different perspective with different lens, different hands, a different grace, a different anointing, you're going to see results and you're going to see them fast. Listen, this is why you just can't sit in the house and not prepare for results. Stop praying for what you're not prepared for. Stop asking God to build and then add on when you've not built the structure. Maybe your lack of growth is a gift from God because if it grew like you wanted it to grow, it would kill you. Man, I'm preaching good this morning. I just let it breathe, but you need to expect uncommon results. It's going to happen fast. It's going to happen fast. Can I say that again? It's going to happen fast. Uncommon results. Uncommon results. The devil don't want this to come out. We froze. Do I need to cut off and go back live? Keep going. Okay. We back. Okay. Uncommon results. Look at what it says. Simon Peter. Look at verse uh, 11. Chapter 21, verse 11. Says that. Simon Peter, when Simon jumped into the water, swam to Jesus, right? He gets to Jesus. The rest of the disciples come rowing the boat. And when they're rowing the boat, they're pulling this net with them. All right. So when they're pulling this net, I love it. It says Peter joined them and helped them pull the net to shore. Listen, it was 153 big fish. Even with all those fish, the text says the net didn't rip. Mm. The net didn't break. Uncommon. All right. That takes me right into my next point. So number one, in order for you to do the same differently or do the same different, you got to number one, get God's strategy. Number two, expect uncommon results. Here's number three, manage the fruit that remains. Listen, that verse 11 says, it's amazing how the text adds those nuggets that we need to pay attention to. Peter joined them, helped them pull the, the net to shore. All right, 153 big fish. And with even with all those, here's what's uncommon, the net didn't break. And God is gonna give you the grace to manage the fruit that you can't even lose. As, as big as those fish were, 
what the text suggests here is that they should have at some point lost one or two. Listen, in this season coming up, if you manage it right, you're not going to lose nothing. Not one, not one contract, not one night of sleep. You're not going to lose one hair because you're worrying. You're not going to lose money, but God's going to give you the grace to manage it because nothing's going to fall out the basket. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. There is, there are provisions that God sends to help you manage abundance. I know, I know I got that right. Give and it shall be given to you, right? Here, here's how. Press down, shaken together, all right? Running over, shall men give into your bosom. Y'all heard me teach this. In the basket, you know, when my mom and them used to uh, go out in the fields and get uh, beans and pick string beans. They would put it in this bushel basket and then they would shake it so things would fall together because when you shake it, it gives you room for more. All right? They press it down to make sure we have room for more and nothing falls out, okay? But then it says running over just enough for you to be a blessing to other people as you walk by, all right? Then it says, well, men give into your bosom. What that really means is they will take this basket and press it into the person's chest because it was so large, I just couldn't hand it to you. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so in this season, God is gonna give you the grace to manage what you will not lose. Man, I'm preaching real good. Pastors, let me talk to you. In this season coming up, I know you're ready to get back into the four walls. It is where we're comfortable. We had it going good. The stage was nice. The lights were perfect. The sound was good. Everybody was, we did a great thing on Sunday mornings. Do not let what has been comfortable hinder you from doing the same in a different way because there's gonna be a new grace that comes about. Now is the time to look at your systems. Now is the time to deal with your structures. What is, how could I get better? What's keeping me from being as successful as I could be? What do I need to look at right now that's causing me to be stuck? Man, I'm preaching good today. And that's what you gotta look at. Because if, 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 if increase is coming and he's gonna manage me, give me the, the grace to manage what I will not lose. That means you're going to need a new grace to manage at a different level. You can't go back in there managing 50 when he's about to send you 150. The grace to manage more is contingent upon your ability to open your heart to doing the same but different. I really sense this by the Holy Ghost, that you cannot be in such a hurry to get back to what you call normal. You can't, you can't be in such a hurry to get back to the malls. You should be saving money at this point. And so since you're saving it, he's going to give you the grace to manage it. You can't be such in such a hurry to go and hang out with the same crew. Because listen, you got some friends right now who are going to come out the same. You might need to keep that social distance. I know you miss some of them. <laughs> but some of them are going to come out being the same people they were when they went in. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. Because there is an anointing and a grace 
that Jesus is showing us right now. That you can go back to what you used to go back to, what you used to do, but you got to do it from a different angle. Peter said, I'm going fishing, and he fished all night and caught nothing. Jesus flipped the script. I'm still fishing, but I'm fishing with the sun now. And then the sun is giving me instructions as to do, as to how to do what I felt like I knew how to do. Man, I'm preaching so good. When you go back to work, let God show you how to be the solution to the problem. I pray that over you every week, that you are not the problem, but the solution to the problem. God will show you how to do that. That's his strategy. Ah, He's going to give you one idea that's going to shift your whole work life. One idea. One. I want to pray for you. I'm over time. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you this morning for the grace that when we are released, we may go back to doing the same thing, but we're going to do it a different way. Thank you this morning, Lord Jesus, for the nonverbal cues. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the paradigm shift. So, Lord, we give you glory and honor today. Lead us and guide us. Cause us to be okay with where we are now so that we'll be ready when we are released. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I say it to you all the time. Don't get caught getting ready when it's time to be ready. This is your getting ready season. So whenever we are released, you'll be ready. So listen, if you're online with us today and um, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Um, you're going to need God's strategy. And in order to get God's strategy, you got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I'm the door. He says, no man gets to the Father, God, except through me. Jesus is our access to this strategy. So the strategy that Jesus gave to Peter is a download from God. Because he says, I only do and I only say what I see my father do and what I hear, hear my father say. But he is our access point. He is our password. So if you need to make that decision today, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And here's how we do it at Christ Center Church. I'm going to pray what we call the prayer of salvation that gets you to that point. And I can pray. I'm going to pray it aloud, obviously, so you can hear me. You can choose to pray it in your heart. You can choose to pray it out loud in your space, wherever you are. And then what I want you to do, if you made a decision for Christ today, you can go into the chat and say, I made a decision. And there is a team waiting to respond to you because we know what it feels like to make this decision. Here's what I can guarantee you. You won't walk it by yourself. All right. So here it is. Repeat after me. God, I come to you today bringing you my life. I ask you to save me. I repent 
for my sin and things that separated me from being with you. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to save me. I believe he was buried and he was raised on the third day with salvation for my life. I renounce my former life and today I walk into the newness of life brought to me by Jesus. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to jump over in the chat, let somebody know. We got some information we'd like to send. We'd like to just touch base with you. That way we can uh, support you in this